because myself actually is a, a third stage of cancer survivor, I can really understand the kind they feel in the end of stage in that time, what they feel, what they need, and there's their own decision. But if there's no legal, probably even the doctor agree they cannot do it as well. When I participated in the discussions in the final stage at the National People's Congress Working Group Legislative Commission, and I suggested that if we cannot put anything like euthanasia into the code, we should consider the dignity of life, which they adopted. Shenzhen's staff is very good, it's very much limited, careful, but ice-breaking. Whether the living will can represent the autonomy of the individual patients, what kinds of procedure we should need to guarantee the autonomy of the patient could be respect. I think this is the core issues we should think about. And also, living will cannot fix everything. We should also put some more to fix the real clinical practice ethical issue and the legal issue and practical issues in the clinical practice. The Chat Lounge. Chat Lounge. Chat Lounge. The Chat Lounge unpacks views and opinions on hot issues in a more casual way. Welcome to the Chat Lounge. I'm Tu Yun. Joining our discussion on China's first legislation on living wills are Nadia Chun Jueshen, member of Board of Directors, China Will Registration Center. Professor Wang Chengguang, Tsinghua Law School and Van Ku School of Public Health, and Dr. Zhang Di, Associate Professor, Peking Union Medical College and Chinese Academy of Medical Sciences. A warm welcome to you all. Well, China's southern tech hub Shenzhen has become the country's first city to pass legislation on living wills, requiring hospitals to respect critically ill patients' wishes on whether to carry on receiving medical treatments. So let me first start with the lady, Nadia, whom I understand had over 10 years of work experience in the healthcare sector. So Nadia, what is a living will? Why is there a need to separate living wills from people's last wills? Uh, this is a great opportunity. Uh, it's my honor to be here. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nadia. Uh, so we were mentioned that the living will is uh, so to solve the problem of the treatment arrangement before this. The will is not solve the problem of the property in heritage after this. One is the arrangement before death. The order is the arrangement after this. One is a problem of the arrangement, the treatment. The other is the problem of arranging the property. This is a purely uh, difference. Right. Uh, why is there a need to make it into law? I understand oh, you yourself yeah. have like, extensive experience <laughs> in this field. Yes, I actually is working in the Kinfaha Hospital, Saudi Arabia, in the Middle East, in intensive care 
unit, the heinous of that. Actually, it's written into the local regulation for the first time before this. It can be the same to resource hospital and the doctors. Although this regulation is only implemented in Shenzhen, it also means the active exploration and testing. At the same time, this issue involves many legal, medical, and ethnic issues. Under the background of the immune reverent system, some problem is maybe explored one after others, which need to be treated carefully, especially in the, you know, in the legal, in the hospital. If the client they has their own opinion, if this is different with the relative, maybe if they didn't tell the relative, Maybe the the family is not agree or disagree due to our Chinese culture, but for the doctor, if there's not any legal, it's really hard to you know just do the client want, isn't it? So I think this is really important. We should have legal. I think that Shenzhen, uh, this is uh, is good for some of the client because myself actually is a third stage of cancer survivor. I can really understand the client they feel in the end of stage in that time what they feel what they need they has their own choice but if there's no legal probably even the doctor agree they cannot do it as well so i think it's important should be have a legal right mm, you, you you told me once that uh, you yourself have had living wills is it convenient for you to to tell us uh, what you've <laughs> yes uh, that time, actually, I was just immigrant to New Zealand, so we are only the family there. So uh, when the doctor diagnosed I am the third stage of cancers, I was so scared and frightened, and I was just thinking that what's happening if I really die, and how about my family? And so luckily, in the very beginning when I immigrant, I have seen the client have some problem. So I already make the wheel in New Zealand. So when I going to operation, I was so scared maybe if what's happened if I die on the table or what's happening because of the cancer. I'm third stage actually. The results come very bad. So I'm so afraid. So I told myself I should show what I want, show my family, my husband, my children, what I really want. I told my uh, lawyer, I make the will actually, although I just knew immigrant, but I think that's really important. So before I go to operation, I also design my will. Mm, I myself have never, you know, thought about this and uh, this living will idea is quite new to me. So Professor Wang, actually I was told that you, you've participated in this contemplation procedure of Shenzhen's uh, legislation on living wills. So from your perspective, why is there a need to make it into law? Well, uh, thank you very much. And in my perspective, I participated in, to some extent, the drafting of the legislation in Shenzhen, which permitted the living will, which is a big progress, and for living will, this is a ice-breaking well step mm -hmm. so far in China. But we know that there are several different categories mm -hmm. or concepts regarding this concept. Euthanasia, which is commonly used in Europe, assisted suicide, 
which are also quite popular in many countries, such as in Australia, in U.S. And third term is palliative sedation. These three terms actually have slightly differences. Mm. Euthanasia means that with the help of the doctor, the physician, the patient's life could be ended. So euthanasia is more questionable or controversial. So even even if the, the patient suicide, is not in the critical situation, right? No, no, no. All these three terms refer to the terminal stage mm, of the right. patient. Uh, this is a strict uh, limit. I, I don't, I don't, I don't think so, uh, Wang. Yeah, I don't think so. Euthanasia is not only for the terminal ill. Maybe for some patients, they have years for living. Uh, for maybe living. some for some disabled. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they, they can choose euthanasia in some country, not only for uh, the terminal ill. That's that's right to certain extents, but euthanasia means ending the life and strictly speaking, referring to only those patients who are no reactive or there is no way to restore their normal stage of health. So this is the primary condition. Otherwise, it's very questionable. Euthanasia could be used as a kind of a suicide or right. even by physicians could be classified as murder. That's a big legal issue and why euthanasia is not commonly used. This is the primary reason. And assisted suicide refers to ending life without physician's action. It's the patient's voluntary decision with assistance of the physician by providing some meditation. And palliative sedation means the way of reducing or relieve the pain of the patient is not taking or ending the patient's life. So legally speaking, these are three different terms. Mm. And Shenzhen's regulation only refers to my understand the third term, palliative sedation, which means relieving the pain without providing further meditation, without actually trying to resustent the person's uh, health. Physicians providing meditation only for relieving pain, not concerns life. So in Shenzhen's regulation, it's more or less equivalent to palliative sedation rather than euthanasia or assisted suicide. Mm, then why is there a need to... Then why is there a need to make it into law now? Is it because of... Uh... Uh, well, there is certainly a social demand and we're entering into the aging society. And, well, there's a large portion of the population who are above 60 years or 65 years old. And apparently this is a question facing a growing large number of the population. So we need to respect their will and also we need to respect their, their, their honor. In order to do that, we provide peaceful transition of their final stage. And also the medical development, which are more means to provide the kind of indignified 
kind of transition of mm. people's life. Right. Then, uh, Professor Zhang, what's your interpretation? Some people argue probably this is in more of a protection for for medical staff when there is some medical disputes happening. Is it so? From my point of view, as I think this is kind of opinion is only one opinion. The living bill, the legislation in Shenzhen have different kinds of effects, not mm -hmm. only for decrease the risk of the medical staff, but only can increase, as Professor Wang said, increase the autonomy or respect the autonomy of the patients and also respect their culture, religions. And this is, uh, I think, this was the meaning of the legislation. Uh, what I want to say more is that I think living will uh, is not only some medical medical intervention treatment about uh, some end-of-life care decision such as CPR, tube feeding, but also mm -hmm. including dialysis, antibiotic, antiviral medication, and also palliative care as Professor Wang said, and also you can add some organ or tissue donations or donating your body in the living bill. But mm. in Shenzhen's legislation, it's not, it's only very limited opinion, I think, from my point of view. Mm. So compared to the Western, such as European country or America or Canada, yeah. the living bill is, all, is, is yeah. kind of a broad opinion. It's not only for the three or four opinion in the Shenzhen's legislation. This is what I want to say, uh, talking about more about living bill. Mm. We focus yeah. too narrow in this legislation. We should uh, broaden our view for the living bill. And also, living bill cannot fix everything, as Nadia already said. We should also put some more to fix the real clinical practice ethical issue and the legal issue and practical issues in the clinical practice. Right. Such as some patients that I do not want to the tube feeding, but the patient's family said, according to the culture, according to the family, I respect my family, I respect my parents. I think he or she should still use the tube feeding. But how yeah. to do this? Uh, actually, the, the physician or the nurse cannot just follow the living will. They have to communicate to the family member. So I think the legal document cannot do everything. Just like we said, the legal issue is only one kind of issue. Ethical issues, the social issues is also very important. I, and I find my point of view is the basic issues is the legal. Uh, it's not legal issues, it's about a social and ethical issue. Mm. And I, I want to put another point of view is that, uh, just Professor Wang said, uh, palliative sedation uh, from my point of view, palliative sedation is different from uh, physician yeah. suicide and euthanasia. I think I agree with this, but I think the legislation in Shenzhen is not so related to palliative sedation. It's related to palliative care, which including palliative sedation. And from a clinical practice view, palliative sedation is controversial, especially for palliative sedation until death. Some, some people will, will say palliative sedation is a, some kind of euthanasia because when you do palliative sedation until death, to the death, it kind of things terminate the social life of the persons. So right. I think this is a totally different definition. We should focus on not fix them, not to misconduct those kind of 
conception. Sure, there are a lot of uh, you know terminologies to clarify, but we will go into details of those practices um, later in in our chat. But now, um, Nadia, I understand yeah. as as early as in uh, yeah. 2006, a, a website was set yeah. up in China's mainland to promote the idea of death with dignity. And in 2019, uh, the Jiangsu province geriatric yeah. uh, hospital conducted a pilot project trying to promote the idea. But it mm-hmm. seems the, the awareness of the, of the general public has been quite low, not just <laughs> in Shenzhen, yes. but across the country. And uh, according to the Beijing Living Well Promotion Association, only around 50,000 people have signed the Living Will since yeah. uh, 2011. So I'm wondering if uh, your organization, the, the China Will Registration yeah. Center, has yeah. any statistics of the entire nation. In our China Registration Center, we have so far we have already 220,000 has registered already for the wear but for the living wear actually probably just due to uh, not uh, legalized so we can't do but they do have some of the client they are asking so which is mean just like uh, probably just because our culture uh, we think this we before you know they um, not all everyone can accept it and now I think it's more people is understand it. What we mean is really what they they want. Um, they has their own opinion, own choice, what they want to, and the family have to follow. Before, just if the client has uh, any accident or maybe in the illness, then go to the hospital. Sometimes there is no choice. But when they're healthy and they have their own, they can talk what they want and the wheel is also like that in the beginning when we started the wheel registration center when you started just few of the people come to us and now we are all the volunteer to go to go to a lot of organization to show everybody now more people know what's wheel. but i believe the living wheel in the future will be, have more people if they were not and they would do uh, the living wheel. So far, I'm not have many people has a written living wheel mm. in our in our center. But I believe in the future, definitely we have more people come for this one because this will have difficulty is because it's not legal right at the moment. So we don't have really know how many people I believe in the future will be much more will have living wheel. Mm. In the future. The Chat Lounge. The Chat Lounge unpacks views and opinions on hot issues in a more casual way. And Professor Zhang, uh, apart from uh, not being legalized, do you think there are any other reasons that have been uh, preventing average Chinese from signing living wills? Uh, yes, I think this is a really good question. Uh, I think most of people will say the Chinese culture or the Asian culture do not want to talk about death. Those kind of things making an obstacle to the living will. Mm. But my, according to my research and also my reading, the Western, uh, Western culture and also Western country, the people living in there also do not want to talk about death. Mm. As from some empirical study, those countries uh, already legalized the living will. Also, few people actually read or get a living will. 
I don't think this is really a cultural thing, but maybe some about whether we know there could be a living whale and how to get access to the living whale. And uh, is this easy to modify the living whale if I change the mind mm -hmm. and whether the living whale can be seen for the doctors for some kind of structure or system. And just like you go to go into the hospital, every hospital can get access to the living wheel. I think this is all kinds of the system and structure. And also the media could do something to increase maybe the ratio for the living wheel that people can get access to. Mm. Uh, I think this is maybe uh, what we should do in the future. But now I think we do yeah. too less for those kind of promotion mm. to let people to think about what is death what is death mean how to uh, how to do when you uh, when you get uh, the end of the life right but yeah. i understand in the united states a survey found that um 45 percent of americans have living wills i think that's a quite a high percentage right professor wan uh, what's your interpretation in, in this regard? Well, I agree with uh, Nadia and Professor Zhang and concerning the difficulties of passing the legalized living will in China and the cultural kind of consideration and mm -hmm. respecting life and uh, does not want to mention death. That's one cultural kind of uh, factor and also ethical factor and the legal factor and the social factor. All these factors come together to make obstacles for legalization of living well or even more progressively, mm. let's say euthanasia or assisted suicide to a certain extent. And so far we are very much limited. Mm. And one factor I would like to mention is the legal factor. And in terms of law, we know that life is respected and cannot be taken in any way by any person. Whether life could be taken by the person, him or herself, is legally kind of uh, area, very much debatable and also ambiguous mm. subject. And the law does not say people cannot take their own life. The law never say that people can take their own life. So there is a gray area. So concerning this legal ambiguity should be very careful in making regulations, some kind of like euthanasia or assisted suicide. I think Shenzhen's step is very good, it's very much limited, careful, but ice-breaking step. It does not say the physician or the patient, him or herself, can end his or her life. It only says, will respect the living will of the patient, will not mm -hmm. carry on incubation or any other kinds of uh, mm -hmm resuscitation, so namely not trying to touch on the issue of life, but only trying to maintaining your, well, status quo, 
maintain your current situation by relieving the pain. So this is actually a very careful step, but will be very good. And we need more kind of promotion and media kind of education and also society changes. As I mentioned already, we're entering into the aging stage, uh, aging society. And it's a real issue facing so large number of people. So the old kind of ideas, concepts, mentality should be changed along with the social development. So therefore we need to do more, but with very careful concerns and uh, careful steps. Otherwise, there is a kind of uh, slippery slope. Mm. Uh, That means it could be misused for deliberately Mm -hmm. taking people's life. That's very dangerous. That's why this issue is very debatable, controversial Mm -hmm. in every society. Right. Of those um, aspects, Professor Wang, you, you just mentioned, which one do you think would be the key or, or the most important one for China to It's hard to, settle to say first? to mention a single factor. I think cultural, yeah. ethical, and legal. Right. These three factors would be quite um, topical, and we should address these from these three perspectives trying to promote uh, respect of uh, dignity of life rather than very in kind of uh, risky way of passing less well-considered legislations. Mm. So from a legal perspective, I, I say both sides and promotion and particularly uh, the media promotion is very much needed. The society yeah. <clears throat> needs to change its own kind of uh, mindset. Right, Nadia, you got something yes. to add? Um, yes, um, for the living well before this can be protect for the medical behavior of the hospital. For example, for the doctor believe that patient has not rescue value and discuss with the family with, uh, whether to give up of rescue or this is actually has been great risk. Usually, it is necessary to find a family member of the patient to sign and agree before give up or rescue. So that's the patient can die naturally, but effect. After one of the family member, if they sign, suddenly the other uh, maybe will be voice of opposition from the other family members, which will put the doctor in trouble in legal dispute. However, how to deliver the advice order in the term is also directly relative, whether the advance, advance order can be truly implemented. On the one hand, it's necessary to make the registration more detailed. One, on the other hand, under the current settlement, we suggest is that safer choice is to find the first party institute the carefully to make the advance order in ensure the, that living well. So as the professional uh, uh, institute insulation 
China Registration Center, we have been paying actually attention to pre, uh, the living well, but because it began the expo of the older service, the you know earlier as the three years ago in the regards to our suggestion is that before regulation in place of the clearly citizens can be placed in which through the international uh, guardianship and the emotional video after Shenzhen took the lead in the incorporating in advance order so the law is the time the china uh, center, registration center will be also carry out the institute expulsion and sign regardless of the created and face the service for the need of the citizen order in their lifetime so i think that uh, uh, this will take a long time it's not easy so we discussed today and we will start in uh, next year i think mm. this living will be start in Shenzhen, but i think that's take time to show more people in uh, will know this matter this is our duty. Right. I don't know. That's what I feel have to do it for this one. Susan, Ra yeah. Nadia just read out some statement, official statement from your organization. Well, let's uh, turn to Professor Zhang from ethical perspective. Which issue do you think is most important when it comes to implementation? Or uh, yeah, I think there, there are actually a few ethical issues that we should uh, talk about, not only in medical practice, but only on the social aspects, mm. uh, such as uh, whether, uh, such as whether the living will can represent the autonomy of the individual patients, mm -hmm. and what kinds of procedure we should need to guarantee the autonomy of the patient could be respected. I think this is a core ethical issue we should think about. Uh, just like what kind of uh, content or detail in the living will and how to make the individual patients to understand those kind of contents. We cannot only put the documents to the patient and say you can set a sign in the documents mm. that this is a real effective living will. should put some help for the individual how to understand those kind of medical intervention. What is tube feeding? What is CPR? What is organ donation? All those kind of things is making ethical important because if you only provide the information, provide those kind of things, but the individual cannot understand the information, the individual's decision is not in fact a decision. It's not respect autonomy. You just put the information to them. So respect autonomy, respect the individual, respect the dignity of the individual. We should do more, not only our legislation. We should do, do more for the media, for the medical staff, uh, but also for the family member and the, from the individual point of view. What kind of measures are you suggesting? I think we, we should uh, very long measures, a lot of measures we should do. First, though, try to figure out what kinds of living will form, what kinds of content we should put in the living will, and who should help the individual to decide uh, and and also to understand the content of the living will. I think this is the first step, the content and also to help to understanding the content of the living will. And the second is that uh, when the living will 
maybe change and also maybe the science and social and technology change the living will maybe change according to the to the changes yeah. how to modify the living will and uh, how to get access to the living will and also this is the procedures kind of things and those kind of things figure out and settle down could real in the real practice respect the autonomy of the of the patients otherwise when the patient wants to change in the living bill, but they cannot get access to the living bill, and finally the family member and the pa- and the doctor, the medical staff, respect the privacy living bill. And mm-hmm. I think this is real ethical issues. This is not respect life. This is not respect autonomy of, of the individual. From, from my point of view, I think we should do more and further uh, to guarantee the dignity and uh, the autonomy of the patients. Right. Yeah. There are a lot of scenarios um, Professor Zhang just mentioned. I, I also got some uh, questions mm-hmm. on certain circumstances. Um, Professor Wang, if, you know, we understand hospitals are, obviously hospitals in Shenzhen are required to respect uh, terminally ill patients' wishes in carrying out end-of-life treatment. Actually, it's not just Shenzhen. It should actually cover, well, in my opinion, cover the whole nation. But how can the medical staff know, you know, the living will of such a patient if the latter was, you know, unable to speak after being severely hurt in an accident where if there was no one knew anything about him or her? Well, I I think this is a very touchy question. Mm -hmm. Uh, Is there really uh, difficult to answer? And first of all, uh, in Shenzhen's regulation, the decision-making body is not physicians, it's medical institute. So if to implement this uh, regulation, uh, the hospitals and medical institutions at least should establish a body which represents the institute or hospital to make a decision this is an authentic living will. So if there is no such legal procedure and no decision-making body, just putting the physicians into the front, the physicians are not lawyers. Mm. They are busy with all these medical cares and issues. They do not have time and ability to verify which is the authentic living will of which is not. And plus, the autonomy of the patients is a kind of uh, flexible position. Mm -hmm. And Professor Zhang just mentioned that I also encountered myself. In some terminal stage patients, they are critically ill and there is no turning back. And the patient signed the living will and the family members started to, well, try to prepare for uh, the final stage. But after five minutes or 10 minutes, the patient regretted and saying that I withdraw and stop all this. I, I want to receive all kinds of medical intervention. So autonomy means the person, him or herself, can make the final decision. But in many situations, the patients are not capable or no longer capable 
to speak out. Indeed. So whether to respect the true autonomy or the autonomy, let's say, uh, one year, 10 years ago, is really a questionable kind of issue. And legally, there should be well-designed and implemented procedures and decision-making bodies. Don't make or put all the burdens on the physician's shoulders. That's not fair. And physicians cannot, in such a critical moment, make the decision by him or herself. And so legally, I think Mm -hmm. there are a lot of, uh, as Nadia says, much more detailed procedures and standards to be designed and implemented. And ethically, I think Professor Zhang already mentioned, the ethical issue posed to both physicians and family members. So there are more complicated ethical issue. And for physicians, their responsibility to is, is to sustain or save life. So whether they are giving up or even participate in ending the life, that's a big ethical issue. And also for family members to give up any kind of uh, means and measures to restore the health or even not health, the the life uh, of their beloved persons is also an ethical issue. So it's not only economic issue. So ethical issue is really a key in the whole process of making and implementing the living bill and also legal procedures. And you cannot at this critical, very short moment to ask for the court, the judges to come up to make a decision. You cannot even get a help from a lawyer. So what is the legal procedure? If no such legal procedure will be very dangerous for physicians mm-hmm. and even for family members. Yeah. And if a living will is made by the patient and also in witness by two family members, but there are five family members, what about opposition from the other family members? So there are a lot of ethical legal issues involved. So it's not only Uh, a single article which will solve everything. And we really need to do more and in much more details, more kind of workable procedures to really promote the living well, which is very good. The Chat Lounge. The Chat Lounge unpacks views and opinions on hot issues in a more casual way. Seems yeah. so complicated, um, and it may. Sorry, Nadia, you were saying. Actually, the, the um, this is just similar like the wheel. You know, our uh, China registration center. Any client come over if they make wheel, we will do first of a check his con uh, his conscious. You know, he look maybe normal, but maybe he has some of the problems. So we have to make sure. So which is, this is legal, right? There's a lot of things. To Make sure so this uh, living will should be doing when the client should be clearly conscious with all the family together, 
and uh, come to rigid because this is uh, living wheel is very strict and uh, rigorous. If you want to make the legal and effective suggestion, you must be do it by the legal effective professional institute. So the patient and the, the client come, he will write everything we have checked before his conscious, his health condition and everything before he make the wheel. And when he completed all the wheel, we will give the certificate, one like a bank card, you can put in the machine and uh, register all your document, everything was there. If the client really die or anything, he's, we will give the car and the relative will bring this car to come to the, take the order wheel to see the written. Even we have written video and everything. He can talk to everything we was keep in the book, in the center, the relative come. So this is make sure it's legally. So we actually, uh, uh, I think the living wheel in the future will same as this one. I am highly recommend, I will, uh, on behalf of uh, the channel registration, I will invite of you come over to see how we do it. This is really legal and make sure that will solve a lot of problem. Right. So I will highly recommend invite you come over. Probably that. So Nadia, all Nadia was saying is is that uh, do it as early as possible and do it with uh, China yes. Will Registration Center. <laughs> No, 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 and also, I mean, not, not only that, because this one should do it as early as possible. But no worry, if you want to change your wheel, your living wheel, when you still, it's just like our wheel, you probably write it three years ago. Now, maybe you have a divorce or anything, you will change your wheel. The latest one will be legal one. So you still can change it. But mainly should important is you should be uh, your conscious should be clearly and this doctor also check make sure this is all legal. Yeah, um, Nadia, I got one question: Is uh, it is it free to do it with uh, your organization or? If you are over age sixty and you have only one property less than one hundred forty square meter. And that can be do it as the free. But if you are the rich man, you have three, five house, or you have a lot of uh, property, or you have a lot, then that's what depend on. So it's all the different depend on the person and his uh, the, uh, the it, finance condition. Right, but that's related to property. What about the living wealth? Uh, the living wealth is the same. Is the same. I mean the. I mean, this is a profit, but you are living. We are, uh, as I mentioned before, since three years before we start to think about this one, but because uh, this, as uh, uh, the professional and the doctor said, this is a lot of things you have to concern. So that's why we are not really start to make it. But as since now they started, and we believe. Um, in the future, we'll have more people concerned. Just like me, when I was healthy, I can decide what kind of life I, I don't want to. I was have really good life, but in the end of stage, when I was uh, maybe lost my conscious or maybe something, and uh, if the family have decided to, I want to, even in end of stage, I want to have of my, uh, my own right. life. So that's why 
it's really important. It's not simple. Only one thing you written. They take a lot of procedure to do to complete that. You know? Right, right. So, if, if if any of our listeners are um, is interested, um, you can just contact Nadia. But let's go back to Shenzhen. All of you just mentioned how complicated this enforcement of such a, a bill could be. But my question is. Why did Shenzhen become the first city on, on the mainland to adopt such a legislation? I understand um, the Beijing Living Will Promotion Association was established in 2013, yeah. while a similar association yeah. was set up in Shenzhen yeah. only in 2020. That's just two years ago. So what advantages <laughs> does Shenzhen have when it comes to passing such a bill? Professor Wan or Professor Zhang, both of you? Let me start very briefly. Okay. And legally speaking, uh, Shenzhen is a special economic zone which got permission to pass regulations, local regulations and rules which are different from the national law. So mm. this is a very uh, crucial yes. point. So legally, mm. they are authorized to conduct the pilot projects. So many pilot projects in economic and social areas. This is the first, uh, if not the first, a very important step in the health sector. So for Shenzhen to exercise its own autonomy, legislative uh, granted autonomy, to make regulations which are different from the national law or different from other local regulations, uh, as I mentioned, on the national law level, there is a ambiguous area. Mm. This issue has not been decided by law, but never against the law. So therefore, Shenzhen has the legislative power to go ahead, to try the very kind of a progressive step, trying to promote the new concepts trying mm -hmm. to gradually change the mind, the kind of mindset of the of the yeah. society, which I think is mm -hmm. very good. Legally speaking, it has the granted rights, authority to do that. Right. Uh, Professor Zhang? Uh, yes, I, I totally agree with Professor Wang's opinion. Uh, Shenzhen's difference, it's a unique city compared to other cities in China and other provinces, especially Beijing, Shanghai. Uh, they have a, a kind of special authority to do this kind of things. And also Shenzhen, like an emerging economy city, uh, they have kind of different spirits. I think for different cities, they have different style, different spirits. I think Shenzhen is very unique. And also <laughs> another thing is that uh, uh, actually when draft the civil code in China, uh, some people, some expertise said we should put the living will advanced directive into the law but finally, it didn't uh, come into reality. But I think maybe some uh, medical e expertise, maybe uh, such as Professor Wahang, and the Shenzhen legislation, they find some red persons to counsel, uh, to uh, get engage into the legislation. So we can see the living will kind of things, yes. legislation come into true in Shenzhen and other other cities and well I, I think let me well sure uh, add just one sentence that during the drafting of the civil code concerning uh the personal rights 
and we one part of that is the right to life, right to life. And when I participate participated in the discussion in the final stage mm -hmm. at the the National People's Congress Working Group Legislative Commission, mm -hmm. and I suggested that if we cannot put anything like euthanasia into the code, we should consider the dignity of life, right. which yes. they adopted. So now yeah. in the civil code, you can say the people's life uh, has dignity and we should respect the dignity of people's life, which has a potential uh, kind of power to grant gradually in future a kind of palliative sedation or even mm. euthanasia. Mm. Uh, that will be a long run. But the law, as I mentioned, is ambiguous, but nevertheless, it provides some legal ground for further going forward. Then how long are we talking about? It's hard to say. Oh, wow. uh, China is a big country with diversified, uh, well, social, economic, even cultural kind of factors. So which we must take into consideration in making yeah. a national mm -hmm. uniform law. We do not want to make a law which mm -hmm. will be mm -hmm. well implemented in some parts of, of the country and will be ignored in other parts of the country. So that's why I say local regulation, local legislative power will play significant role in this process. Uh, Can I add two points? Sure, sure. Go ahead, please. Okay, thank you. Uh, the first one is that uh, we talk about uh, dignity, uh, in, including the Limbo Promotion Association, and we're talking about the dignity with death, uh, death uh, dignify. I think we should very careful to use the word dignity. Uh, why? Because some someone said dignity with death uh, is that you choose you choose to death with peacefully. You choose death ending your life naturally. But I totally disagree with those kind of opinion. Uh, what is dignity is very controversial. Uh, just like the Human Rights uh, Convention said, uh, every human being bo born with dignity and also equal dignity. And mm. some someone will say, I want to I want to live as long as possible. This kind of dignity from my point of view. Just for example, some some physician I know, the physician told the students, master students, uh, they are all medical students, to remind them, I just just a physician. If I in maybe turn into a PBS a vegetarian status, please just keep me alive. Do not draw those kind of life-sustaining intervention. I want to live as long as possible. Maybe in the future, someday. The science and technology development will give me another chance. No, and I think this is also a dignity. Yeah, well, not only euthanasia, not only uh, you you choose to palliative care or hospice care. I think this is one thing we should care about. But yeah. instead of dignity, which word would you suggest? Autonomy. Just choose. Yeah, autonomy and uh, choose by itself. Uh, just like uh, I don't think living will is the only uh, only procedure or only opinion we should choose in the future. Uh, we can also 
calculate or maybe evaluate the best interest of the patients, not only the living will. Some people, uh, from my point of view, most people do not have living will. And we how to figure out the deaths of those kind of people. We how to do in the end of life care without living will. I think this is the most important thing nowadays. Maybe in the future, everybody have a living will, we can fix it. But nowadays, we should figure out what is best interest of the patients and how to calculate, how to evaluate the best interest of the patients. So mm-hmm. everybody listen, maybe listen to the radio, listen to the discussion. Uh, I highly recommend that everybody think by yourself. Not only think, oh, I should sign a living will, just think about yourself, what does that mean to you? What kinds of care do you want when you get into the end of the life care? And talking to your family, talking to your friends, and talking to the medical professionals, not only rely on the living will. Right. That's a very um, unique just, uh, or novel suggestion to make. Sure. Sure. I? Professor. Okay, I, I think dignity is a big word, which is not clearly uh, defined in much more details. That's true. But dignity is a very crucial element in people's life. And I'm not talking about the social, economic, uh, other fields of what is, it does, does it mean in these fields, but in the healthcare. And if the person lost his autonomy, if the person has been confined on the bed with tubes all over his body or her body, yeah. this is a terrible there, there is yeah. no dignity at all. Yeah. So mm-hmm. dignity in oh, the I, health I'm, I'm disagree of this. is a particular, oh, I don't disagree is a with particular this. area in which the people's dignity should be respected, but also based on the person's autonomy. So these two concepts are closely connected together. Mm. And if there is no dignity, does law means the people's life could be ended by him or herself, or even by a physician? It's unsolved issue. But civil code provides a legal ground for further discussion, for furthering up our institute or all kinds of, well, considerations. Mm, indeed. Maybe we can, you know, have another chat on that issue in the future. And uh, in China, we have such an ancient teaching that goes, um, our bodies to every hair and bit of skin are received by us from our parents. And we must not presume to injure or wound them. This is the beginning of filial piety. But if our parents know that we are suffering unbearable pains in the final stages of our lives, I bet they wouldn't mind if we got one more choice and greater autonomy over how we leave this world with dignity. On that note, we end this episode of Chat Lounge. Many thanks to Nadia Chen Yuechen, member of Board of Directors, China Will Registration Center. Professor Wang Chengguan, Tsinghua Law School and Vancouver School of Public Health, and Dr. Zhang Di, Associate Professor, Peking Union Medical College and Chinese Academy of Medical Sciences, for sharing your insightful views with us. You can leave a review for us either on the topic or on the show. 
please subscribe to the Chat Lounge for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcast. I'm Tuyun. Until next time, take care. <laughs>